Okay, I'm here at the Game Developers Conference online in Austin, Texas, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. I'm Chris Davis, uh, Senior Vice President for Gaia Online. Uh, we're a uh, virtual world in, uh, based in San Jose, California. Okay. And what's your virtual world targeting? Um, you know, yeah, can you explain your virtual world a little more? Sure. So we're an avatar-based virtual world slash social network, and it's all about creating your avatar, coming onto the site, playing games, tricking your avatar out, actually posting in forums. A lot of people don't realize we have such a robust forum-based community, exchanging in the marketplace, doing uh, all of the things virtually that you can do in the real world. Yeah. Um, what was interesting about your site is I think at one point, you guys were either the number one or number two um, forum site in the world. Uh, can you talk more about that and what's changed since um, since that was announced a few years ago? Yeah, there was a statistic uh, that we were number two in popularity for all forums uh, after Yahoo. And the validity of that is, uh, I, I don't know what source actually quoted it, but yeah. the reality is we have uh, nearly a million forum posts on a daily basis, so it's a really rich part of Gaia, and users are um, communicating with one another. Really, if you if you boil Gaia down at its core, it's a community with gaming components, and certainly some of those components include forums on our site. And is your community then focused on creating stuff, or is it just a general socialization community? What What is the premise of the community? Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, the real premise is it's really different for me than it would be for you. It's kind of different for everybody. There are certain things that do pull it all together, but the basic premise is that you create an avatar, you enter the space, you uh, engage in a number of different worlds, a number of different games, a number of different forums, um, all ways to express yourself. It's really, again, a community with gaming components, but we're really all about self-expression, creativity, you know, that uh, uh, sort of the the teens' willingness and ability to really want to friend and, and communicate with other people, this is the environment for you to do that and also to create art and to have art showcased. And, you know, we, at our core, we, at our basic foundation, we were basically a manga art, you know, creativity-based site at which is the premise the founders created Gaia under, so. Yeah. And... With that said, uh, a few years ago, you guys started then developing more flash-based interactive virtual worlds. Can you talk more about that, and how important is that now for your company? Yeah, so flash is um, really important for our company. We create all kinds of flash environments that are very popular. There's the rally space, there's the virtual Hollywood space, there's towns. You know, there are all kinds of environments that really revolve around members congregating to just hang out or congregating with our avatar to chat with one another. And we do the same thing with our sponsorships, frankly. A lot of them are flash-based environments where users go to simply hang out, interact, get something of value that really adds to their experience, etc. Um, are these flash spaces then like real-time chat, or is it asynchronous or less, um, or just more of a place to explore, or is it a place where you just hang out with some other people in real time? Yeah, it's kind of all of those things. You know, you can chat with other avatars, you can just hang out, you can engage in the activities associated with the flash space. Um, you know, uh, it really is something different 
for everybody, but um, the flash spaces are really a key part of what makes us special and unique. Now, does that take away then from the creativity that um, the founders originally envisioned for the community? Um, because in this flash, you're, you're communicating, which is awesome, but it's not about creating artwork and stuff like that. Yeah, well, there are areas of the site that are devoted to that, and there are storylines that have existed for years that users pay attention to and interact with. So I don't think they would say it's taken away from the experience. Certainly the site has evolved, and it's gotten a lot bigger than any of them ever imagined. So I think, um, you know, the site's seven years old now, so things have changed, and the site has evolved, and it's really evolved to meet the demands of today's Internet user more than anything. Yeah. Um, the stats I was looking at, uh, your site has actually grown recently. Um, can you talk about maybe why your site has grown versus other social games which are now in decline? Um, you know, some social games, you know, was the hottest buzz last year, but why are those declining and what's, what's different that you guys are doing that's allowing people to keep? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I think overall it's our commitment and dedication to listening to the users and creating things that they want and actually rolling new content out on a consistent basis and you know a lot of sites don't do that on a consistent basis and I think one of the dangerous things about this space in general is that many sites have you know had that trajectory and growth for a few years and then all of a sudden they stopped growing but they didn't really reinvent themselves and I think at Gaia we're constantly trying to reinvent ourselves and figure out what our members want next and along those lines we actually listen to our users we listen to our user base to you know come up with new ideas for them okay so it's pretty much constant reinvention a uh, reinvention of maybe what people the core community is doing reinvention of technology or using new technologies to reach new people and stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. And I think you have to be flexible along those lines in order to, you know, really have any site that's growing in today's environment, that's for sure. Okay. And now your area in Gaia Online is about brands. Uh, can you talk about, um, you know, the relationship with brands and what you're doing? Yeah, so... Um, it's tricky, right, because this is primarily a teen and young adult demo, and they hate in-your-face advertising, so the furthest thing from our minds is creating banner advertisements. You know, it's just not useful, and it would annoy our user base. So really what we're trying to do is integrate brands into the experience for users so that we really pull them into the experience rather than push a message out to them. And we give them something valuable that they really like and associate with, like a virtual item or like the currency of the site Gaia Gold. So um, it's really meant to be a very integrated experience as opposed to something that's just, you know, in your face with the larger banner of today. So it isn't, so it's more detailed than just say, oh, put on this um, brand name shirt or something else. Hey, do you want to buy this for from the virtual store? You're doing something where you might be doing virtual good giveaways via the brand, or, or how are you... How are you um, doing more than just virtual good integration? I'll give you an idea, or an example rather. So in the case of Disney with Alice in Wonderland, we scattered tens of millions of rabbit holes around the site. Users were intrigued, so they clicked on the rabbit hole. Once they got in, to, once they uh, you know, were, were clicking, or after they clicked, they were transported into Wonderland from the movie and, and from the book, of course. In Wonderland, they had the opportunity to actually integrate uh, and play a game, a mini-game, with Alice herself, and they had to successfully mimic her expressions ten times in order to get the hat that Johnny Depp wore in the movie, virtually, of course. So it's that kind of brand integration that I'm talking about, and it's that kind of... Uh, 
integration that's really you know seen as valuable to the user. It gives them something for participating in the sponsorship, and they really love it. So, so it's more about. It isn't like, hey, take this brand. It's more about designing an experience that um, the users and players want to engage in, and some kind of reward for that experience that kind of resonates with the brand and also resonates with the user. That's exactly right. It's, it's you know, the more contextual you make the message, the more engaging it will be. And we know from our forum posts, like there are literally forums devoted to the sponsorship on the site, and they will talk about their experience with it and how much they liked it. So that's very valuable to us. It's really, it's really just meant to be very contextual and something that they're used to doing on Gaia at large. So. It, it works because of that. Yeah, can you talk about the feedback from players? How, how did they respond to these um, types of branded um, events and experiences? In our case, very well. It's because, again, we try and make it contextually relevant to their experience, and we, we again, don't push a message out to them. We really, it's totally elective for them to participate in, and it's not some big banner that's in their face that we're asking them to click on. So um, their feedback has really been positive the majority of the time. There are always those users that don't like advertising yeah. or see something as you know a site selling out, quote-unquote, but yeah. reality is uh, we give them a lot of very valuable experiences to participate in on the site, so you know uh, most of them really enjoy engaging with these ads. So do you feel then that this is going to be the future of um, brand advertising or brand engagement? I really do. I mean, if you look out at the space right now and you even look at the casual gaming, social gaming space, like what Zynga's doing with Farmville, I mean, you know, you have 2 to 5% of all users who are actually buying yeah. items with real cash, right? So that means there are, you know, 97 to rather 95, 92, 95, 97% of those users who are still susceptible or still willing to receive a brand message. And the, the data suggests that you know, almost half of all respondents want to participate in some sort of advertising. So um, they love getting something of value that they don't have to pull their credit cards out for. So as long as you can make it part of their experience and, and you know, it's not disruptive to their experience on the site, it, it tends to work quite well. Um, you know, how do you reconcile this with uh, this concept of video ads, video ads that are playing maybe when you first start a Flash app or something else like that? Is that something you guys are looking into, or is that just too um, not as compelling as what you described with the Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, we're looking more at video, but we're really looking at it very carefully because we don't want it to disrupt the user experience. So we're, gonna, we're going to experiment with it, but currently... For most of our sponsorships, we will have custom theater executions where you can go into uh, a theater environment that's completely branded, but very cool, just like you were entering any theater that you literally see a real movie in, and users then chat before the trailer starts, they laser tag each other, they throw popcorn at the screen. You know, it's a very engaging experience, it's really interactive, um, so they tend to like that kind of environment. That's how we tend to do it. And we generate tons of trailer views, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of trailer views for our partners as a result of that kind of execution. Um, you know, one concern, though, about this deep integration with brands is that it takes a lot of time, or, you know, relatively a lot of time to integrate that experience within your game. How are you going to allow it so, or make it self-serve so that it, so that the platform you provide is just as compelling um, and obviously way more engaging than something like Google AdWords or this Facebook platform, stuff like that. I mean, how, 
I mean, where do you see this going so that literally anyone, it's just a self-service type of thing where people could just go to your site and just be like, okay, I want to target this audience and here's my little interactive experience. Or is that even, is that analogy or metaphor even applicable here? Well, I don't think it's really applicable because really um, we're so beyond Google AdWords or so, be, and, and that's effective, right? It's an yeah. effective form of advertising on certain sites that would never work on Gaia. Okay. Um, but that is the issue. You bring up a good point. It's, you know, how scalable is it? Uh, because everything we do is truly customized. But I would also argue that that really is what we should be doing for brands. And I feel like if we have executions like this that are completely customizable and that really perform well as a result, and you have used, like in the case of Alice, users spending over five minutes within the uh, Flash environment that we've built for them, you know, that's pretty powerful. And that means that basically there's a positive message associated with that campaign and users from an engagement standpoint are spending a ton of time there so as a result preference purchase intent awareness all all rise which is ultimately what we should be doing for our clients anyway and you know you mentioned the five minute thing can you talk more about um you know the most effective way people should measure their traffic now you know before there's this concept of monthly visitors um what's you know what do you feel is more important now for these social sites I certainly hope we get beyond the click. I think that in this case, you know, the last click or just the click in general is antiquated and way out of date. So I think we do need new metrics to assess. And frankly, that uh, applies to social gaming and casual gaming, too. If I put a vending machine in my zoo for Coca-Cola, I'm not necessarily sure what that means. But if I have a user spending minutes on end within an environment that I build for Disney or any of our other clients... I kind of know what that means, and I can also put research behind it, which we've done with other third parties to assess what impact I have on the brand favorability. So I think that's, um, we need to continue doing measurement like that, but certainly time spent is a good place to start. How many trailers were viewed is an excellent place to start. You know, what's my click-through rate on custom units, not standard units, because again, I think that's very antiquated and kind of out of date, so um, new measurement results will will arise, but on the other hand, we, we don't want to make it too measurable because we will uh, go the way of the click in the, uh, in the okay, end if yeah. we do. So, so you're saying it's even more than just daily active users, because that's, that's the metric that some of these social games are using, so it's, it's more about time, minutes spent maybe per day or something. Yeah, and I think it really comes down to an argument for reach uh, versus frequency, right? Okay. And I think most marketers would want a combination of both. You know, they want the massive reach that you would get on a Farmville or a Facebook. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not that. We have 8 million unique users a month. We definitely are a more um, frequency-oriented play. Yeah. But, you know, 8 million uniques is a fair amount of reach also. Yeah. So if you can blend the two and, and really provide that engagement that is... Um, so powerful, then I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the marketer wins and everybody wins more as a result. Now, you know, you guys started out way before the social gaming trend came in. Can you talk about, um, you know, and, and then they just came out of nowhere and they have all these astronomical numbers. Can you talk about what does that mean? Does that mean that you guys need to actually now go to where the teens are hanging out or do you do you just try to double down and make yours the definitive teen hangout place how are you dealing with these emerging platforms that's a great question so we know we have a lot of crossover with facebook we know that three quarters or more of our users are on facebook too um you know we can't be all things to all people and you know frankly the level of uh community associated with gaia 
I would certainly argue is more powerful than what you experience on Facebook. So, you know, we're going to continue doing what we do. We're going to look at other things that make sense because we realize, obviously, that we have an obligation to those members we, we do have. Um, but for us, it's not about getting uh, 30, 40 million unique users a month. We really do focus on the community elements of this site, and we try and listen to our users. So from that standpoint, we, uh, you know, we're really... Really servicing them as well as we possibly can, uh, but the other platforms are definitely, I, I feel, additive to our experience okay. because they've lent they've lent credibility to the space and they've helped expand the space in a in a positive manner. So, you know, there there was a time that we would go into agencies and uh, they would say, "What's a virtual world?" You know, okay. yeah. you know. Now those lines are clearly established and they understand the space a lot more than they used to as a result of all of the. Uh, you know, casual games and social networks that are in existence. Um, where do you see mobile um, in relation to your audience? Um, I mean, do you feel teens are picking this stuff up way more? Or is it, um, I mean, is that where everyone's going to be hanging out now, next? Um, yeah, great question. Um, certainly we know, you know, we've got very active teens and they're on mobile devices. There's no doubt about that. And I feel uh, certainly, you know, we don't have a good site offering right now for mobile. But we do have, um, you know, our virtual current, our virtual item-based business is, you know, uh, funded through mobile devices all the time with partners that we work oh, yeah, with. Yeah. So, um, you know, we know they're there, and that's a really uh, great source of revenue and a great payment option for them to have. So, um, mobile social networking is really in its infancy, yeah. and it will definitely be exploding in the future. And, you know, um, well, with the teen audience, since. You know, they're relatively poor. I mean, obviously their parents might be rich or something else, but they're relatively poor. Do you see smartphones penetrating that demographic sooner or later than when it's supposedly going to become ubiquitous? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think that's probably going to be one of the limiting factors. I mean, the iPhone has certainly, you know, yeah. changed that to some extent, but it's still an expensive device to, to purchase. So we're actually looking at all of that, like what percentage of our users actually have an iPhone, a BlackBerry, an Android based device and uh, yeah right now I don't think that penetration is there for teens at large but certainly um, any web enabled phone can serve up a website that we know of and certainly you can fund you know, your purchase of virtual items through so um, whether it's uh, you know a smartphone or just a standard uh, text based phone um, we're happy to, to frankly accommodate uh, either um, as far as app development, yeah, you know, you want to do, you know, obviously you would create something for the iPhone platform right now, most likely because of its popularity. But um, again, I'm not sure that the majority of our users actually have an iPhone, so um, we'll take all of that into consideration. Um, you know, and with teens, they're usually at the forefront of these emerging trends on the web, it seems. So, um, you know, what other surprises or what other things are you seeing from teens that might, which you feel might actually penetrate the rest of the, the world? a great question. So I think that there, um, uh, there's certainly a lot, like you can't throw anything at them from a technology standpoint that they don't understand or don't get. And they often help us create content and give us ideas for storylines and things that exist on the web. So we will definitely follow their lead and listen to them. Um, uh, it never ceases to amaze me how, uh, you know, technologically adept they are and how it's just part of their generation obviously they've grown up with this technology so um, 
you know, I don't think I'm surprised, but at the same time, it's nice to know that, you know, we have very little that we can throw at them, which we develop that they wouldn't be able to grasp or get their heads around. Yeah. And where do you see uh, these social spaces going in the next two to three years? So definitely more toward the mobile device. I feel like that's just, again, in its infancy right now. Um, I think you'll see a continuation, uh, a continuing blurring of the line, if you will, between what, uh, you know, MMO play on a mobile device, for instance, versus a web-based browser. Um, There will be a further blurring of the line between virtual worlds, social networks, casual games, social games, MMOs. I think they will all kind of be seen as one thing, ultimately. The only thing that's, you know, a bit different is the platform that they're going to be available on. And so I feel like any company in the space in the century needs to really take that into consideration and uh, develop, uh, you know, their platforms accordingly. And is there anything else, I guess, you see, and where do you see the advertising going then? Um, Because, you know, that's something you're definitely um, focused on at Gaia. So where do you see the future of advertising? Is Google AdWords, I mean, it's not going to go away, but... I mean, how important is it going to be relative to demand generation stuff? Yeah, great question. I, I, you know, Google AdWords is here to stay. Display media, display advertising is here to stay. Unfortunately, it's not here to stay on our site. I feel like um, just from my experience talking to agencies and talking to marketers, they're really looking for the integrated solutions that we offer, and they're asking for more and more, and they're asking for more measurability, and they're asking for every kind of analysis associated with a campaign that you can possibly imagine. So they're getting spoiled. Um, So I think you'll continue to see the space evolve from that standpoint, and you'll continue to see brands integrated even more within content. I mean, just today uh, I read, you know, about Farmville and McDonald's integrating together for only one full 24-hour period, which is rather interesting. So, um, you know, you'll continue to see brand integrations such as that. Again, I think it comes down to what does that mean and how does it favorably affect the brand and what do users actually think about it and does it interrupt their experience? You know, that's... uh, I mean, do do you see you guys going in and doing physical partnerships where it's like, okay, now we have some, like, guy online and say vegetables in the, in the fruit aisle or something else like that? Or? I don't. I think we've got a pretty... It doesn't mean we can't change, and it doesn't mean we can't integrate uh, other things, and we certainly will, and we are looking to do so as we speak. But um, the reality is we have something that's quite special and quite yeah. unique. It's very customizable, and I feel, again, if you really look at the... Uh, you know, where the, from, from what I hear, brands are looking for these kinds of solutions. It's just a matter of us getting out there and making sure they understand them and making sure they can communicate them effectively to their marketers. So um, I feel like we're at a pretty good spot as far as that goes. So, you know, since it seems like this thing's going to be growing, is it, do you feel that all these um, events and these special branding opportunities are going to have to be custom designed then? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, we can use... So that's kind of like the TV model. I'm, I'm trying to distinguish between the TV model and then you have the web model where almost everything is self-service to an extent, at least at a base level. Yeah, no, it's a great question. I think, you know, we are always looking for frameworks from a flash development standpoint that we can repurpose. Yeah. Um, we're not necessarily there yet in many instances because, frankly, a lot of the time... Uh, the objectives of a campaign or a new product launch or a new theatrical launch depend on 
the very custom executions that we design for them. But we do have things that we can repurpose, which makes it more scalable and a little bit more efficient. But that's certainly, you know, the production costs associated with creating these campaigns are definitely something that needs to be taken into consideration. And uh, you can get pretty efficient at it and repurpose things where possible, but there will always be some level of customization. And how do you communicate to the brands that you guys are just as valuable as TV time? Um, you know, there's there, there's still a disconnect in the price that people are paying for TV advertising versus web advertising. When do you feel that's going to flip? Because once it flips, we're talking about, you know, huge increases for in revenue and profits for these businesses. No, that's a great point. What is there? Something like, uh, I believe it's $160 billion spent. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Advertising, and only 3% of that or so is, is online. So it's a great point. Um, you know, I think we'll get there when, number one, we start speaking the same language. And Nielsen just announced a new tool that enables us to really um, communicate on GRPs, which is how television is actually bought today. So that's a start, right? I, I feel there are positives and negatives associated with that, but at least that's a start. We need to communicate and talk similarly and speak the language of the media buyers that we're sitting across from who have bought television in the past. And secondly, I think we just need to communicate engagement. I mean, you know, you, the fact is you could, you know, watch a 30-second commercial, which is no doubt effective, and it reaches millions of households and millions of homes and gets those GRPs that the advertisers want. Or, you know, you can interact within an environment that you spend five minutes in, and really, which is more valuable, which is more powerful. So, yeah. and, and I think the third, the third piece is definitely one of, you know, inventory, right? There is this, um, uh, there's so much inventory uh, available digitally that until there's more of a scarcity of inventory, you're probably going to see those um, differences in terms of CPMs that TV gets as opposed to what digital gets. Okay, great. And finally, you know, what's next in store for Guy Online? Stuff that you can talk about, um, you know, either in terms of how you're going to attract brands or how you're going to engage the community. Well, not too much I can talk about, but I can tell you that um, we're working on a lot of exciting things, and you will see some announcements in the distant, in the near future rather, not too distant future, um, <clears throat> regarding a whole host of things. But we're really excited about a number of spaces. We, you can probably guess what those spaces would sure. be. But um, at this point, uh, we're really focused on building the user base, growing the user base both domestically and internationally, and continuing to create great content for our members who are such a vital part of the community that we you know, serve. We're, we're really serving them, right? So um, lots of exciting things in store for Gaia. And for the teen listeners out there, where can they go to, you know, get involved and start playing your, your games? Yeah, so uh, visit GaiaOnline.com. You'll see a header at the, uh, well, you'll probably see a big red button if you're not registered that will encourage you to sign up. So go ahead and sign up, create your avatar, and then start exploring the site. And, you know, it, uh, I'm sure, will uh, appeal to a lot of you. Thank you very much.